The views and content expressed on the following program are provided solely for informational and entertainment purposes. They do not constitute legal advice. A podcast is not a substitute for retaining a competent, licensed attorney to advise you on your specific legal situation. going everybody welcome to the show it is time for break the business where we empower indie creators and have some fun along the way i'm ryan carella and it is a pleasure to have you here this week man what a show do we have in store for you folks i want to get right to it let's get the co-host in here because i got things to talk about there are things that need to be discussed zach sloan joining us how's it going zach dude i am hyped up for this tonight that's what the young kids say right hyped you're yeah i'm the authority that you want okay. to i i got my finger on the pulse of the gen zers you definitely want to know what i think the young people would say how are you man good to see you dude i'm great man it's fantastic to get to see you again and be on be on the interwebs and the seriouses and the xms just chatting about music business and having a good time man you're just trying to alienate the young people at this point just <laughs> going out of your way to do it Zach, you are the man I want to talk to. You are the right co-host for the right time because you are the person I want to talk to this week because of the stuff we have in store, okay? You're a music producer, and our guest this week, a gentleman named JT Daly, also a music producer, and uh, working on a pretty cool, magnificent project that we're going to talk to him about with the Dan Lebitard show, and we're going to have him on in the second segment to talk about it. But I want to bring this up to you, okay? Here's a... A hypothetical I want to send your way as a music producer, okay? Let's say your phone rings, and on the other side of that phone is somebody who wants to work with you on a production project. Yep. Oh, oh very good. Yeah, you're acting it out. We like that, you know, for the radio audience. He's for got the, the audience, phone so to his head. Phone but I right. headphones on, so it doesn't work very well. That's right. On the other side of the phone, the person who wants to work with you, all right, is the number one sports radio podcast in America. And you're probably thinking, oh, they want to make, they want me to make their theme song or something, the way like Jonathan Mann made the theme song for this podcast. And that's not what they want to do. What they have in mind is something a little more ambitious. They would like you to help them make a entire musical about the Super Bowl and they want all of the vo- the vocals, all the singers, to be the co-hosts and producers of their program. So no professional singers, no professional musicians involved, just you needing to make this musical. Oh, and by the way, none of the songs have been written yet, and you have 30 days. Are you taking that job? <laughs> Man. <laughs> yes. Um, I would because I, I do insane things. That's well, insane. Well, and JT Daly also said yes, and so we are going to have him on in the second segment to tell us, for one thing, why he said yes because that sounds as you as you aptly put it, insane. And and two to find out how this came together and how he was able to make something that again he worked with no professional singers. These were just radio hosts and did not have much in the way of vocal talent. And the final product, which you can listen to now, it's available starting on the uh, March 10th. It's going to be on all the streaming services, and now it's available on the Dan Levitard Show podcast feed. What the final product, Zach, 
is epic. It's really good. Yeah, I mean, you listen to it, right? It, you are you are pleased as a producer. Oh, I am amazed as a producer. Like, so, and we can get the nuts and bolts in this, you know, after the interview. But like, modern technology is amazing, and what you can <laughs> do. Like, I, I'm serious. Like, sometimes people are like, "Oh, I gotta spend, you know, uh, you know, x hundreds of thousands of dollars or tens of thousands of dollars to make a record." And I'm like, "Well, this dude just did it with a laptop, apparently, because he pulled it off without any pro singers." Um, Actually, I shouldn't say that. You, it, you've talked to him. Did what was the recording process like, or is that in the interview? This oh, is me it, just it, being very curious. It's gonna be in the interview, but I've listened to him do other interviews because obviously, when he put out this project, and then the Dan Lebetard show fans loved it, they had him on and interviewed him about making this project. And one of the things he said was just that, like, the whole recording process was not ideal. Right? They had him at the recording space where they do the podcast every week here in Miami and he was just like there with his laptop apparently the place was freezing he, they were stacking boxes up to try to muffle the the sound so that the vocals wouldn't leak it was super just jury rigged kind of setup and they still made something special and 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 I'll say this like this this project is special to me because I'm a Miamian and I've been listening to the Dan Lebetard show my whole life it's been on for dang near 20 years and, and I've awesome. grown up with it. It's amazing. It is. It. I, I think it's the best podcast out there. It's so well done. It's so funny. It's so insightful. And they've been doing it well for so so long. And really, what I think this story. And so, like, I'm I'm happy that like something that came out of Miami and could be so special could do a project like this. Because what I think is special about this project, as it pertains to break the business is it's a celebration of independent creators. The Dan Lebetard Show is an independently produced podcast. They left ESPN a couple years ago. They started their own company, Meadowlark Media, which is completely independent. It's not owned by any bigger content company. And because of their independence, they can do whatever they want. They can take big creative swings. And that includes if they want to make a musical about the Super Bowl in 30 days, they don't have to get anybody else's approval to do it. And as a result of that, they get to do this really cool, beautiful, special product that is it, – it's, it's honestly a work of art. And I, I can't wait to talk to JT about it and to get your thoughts on just what everything that JT is saying because you're going to have a perspective on this as a producer that I'm not. And so I'm excited to get your insight on what he has to say, Zach. Top to bottom, this sounds completely bonkers. Yeah. But like, you know, I mean, my buddy Cheryl B. Englehart recently made a record on a train. Um <laughs> True story. Uh, <laughs> Almost sounds like the setup to a joke. Yeah, yeah I've made record on train. Yeah, I've made a lot of music in this room right behind me. Another another great reference to the audio medium that we're on. Uh, you can do amazing things if you have a the work ethic, the talent that you're working with, and just the ingenuity and the creativity because you can make great things happen in less than ideal spaces. And for all the people who are like, oh, it's got to be perfect. The Muscle Shoals Studios where they recorded Brown Sh the Rolling Stones Brown Sugar the lights would go out when the trains would pass by because the electricity was bad, <laughs> right? Like, they had buckets in Didn't there to that. catch the leaks. Yeah, like, a lot of great art comes from those those circumstances if you have the right mind behind it. And between the Dan Lebetard show and the production of this, the producer, uh, they had the right minds. It was it's yeah. fantastic. So we're going to talk to JT Daly in the second segment. But before we bring that into your lives... I want to talk to you about another pretty interesting music project that actually 
could have bearing on all of the people listening to this program because I think it's an exciting opportunity for them that we sort of have the inside track on on this program and we are uh, bringing it out to all of you. And I think you as a producer and an artist, Zach, might be interested in this project as well. Is it about the Super Bowl? It is, <laughs> uh, it is It is. a Super Bowl of sorts, I'll put it that way, yeah. uh, in, in that it's, it's pretty darn epic. I'm sure you are aware of the movie star John Travolta, right? Um, I've, I've heard of him. I, yeah. I, he was in that Pulp Fiction. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know, that, that, that little uh, indie thing that, no, you yeah. know, that kind of flow under the radar, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as, as lawyers, you and me, Zach, um, I think you would probably have a special place in your heart for the movie A Civil Action, right? That's like required oh, yeah. viewing for all lawyers. Yeah, you know, and that's a I that's a John Travolta vehicle. Yeah, so, yeah, no, that's a great movie too, actually. <laughs> well, but anyway, this story is not about John Travolta, but rather about his equally talented, if not even more talented, he might even admit, daughter Ella Travolta. Ella, the daughter of John Travolta and Kelly Preston. So obviously, a lot of really good genetics going into there if you're trying to make a talented daughter, and. They were able to create one, right? Uh, Ella Travolta is a she's an actress and she's a really terrific singer and songwriter who is getting her start in the music business right now. She just released her first single, Dizzy, earlier this year, and she's got a bunch more songs on the way. She's doing some stuff on TikTok right now. She's working with TikTok to put some material out. Just really cool indie artist story, you know, Ella Travolta. You know, wants to do it as an indie artist, you know, trying to just kind of go down that path. Maybe she's listening to Break the, Bu- Break the Business and uh, some of the lessons have uh, seeped through. I don't know. But she's, she's going down that route. And right when I was about to go to air, Zach, she did something that um, might have a pretty interesting, might be a pretty interesting opportunity for all of the Break the Business listeners particularly if you are a musician or a producer or a rapper or any kind of musical artist. So just today, like right before we went on the air here as we recorded this on on Wednesday, Ella created what's called an open verse challenge on TikTok. Are you familiar with open verse challenges, Zach? I am now uh, because (laughs) when we talked about this off air, I was like, this is amazing. This is so cool. This is collaboration in the modern age, and I love it. It's one of my favorite things about the TikTok platform is like the way it inspires duets and people can make videos on top of other people's videos and create really great art from it. But one of these types of kind of collaborative videos that you see on TikTok are what are called open verse challenges, where an artist who has one of their own songs will play maybe like the 16 bars before the verse of their song to kind of get things started. And then instead of singing the next verse, they just play the instrumentals on their verse all the way through and invite anybody on TikTok to supply their own verse to the song. And you can, you know, you can sing the verse, you can rap the verse. Uh, I've seen any variety of this. And obviously the best collaborations, the best responses to the open verse challenge, they'll go viral on TikTok. They get shared all over the place. There have even been a few stories of people getting record deals and production deals and marketing deals and endorsements because they did a really great open verse challenge on somebody's TikTok and it caught fire. This absolutely happens. And so it's an exciting opportunity for the creators. That's super cool. And, it is. And, and for all the creators out there, like these are fun things to do if you find yourself in like a songwriting rut or a production rut or whatever, or you're just like, I'm writing the same song over and over again. Uh, this is like, 
collaboration on a way that, or in a, in a medium that really is a really modern kind of innovation of songwriting. I think it's really cool. It's really, really cool. And what a great way to get to, you know, to work with your favorite artists in, in, in a way that you never would. So here's what I'm going to submit to all of you, viewers and listeners, anyone within the sound of mine and Zach's voice here. Um, we're going to play Ella's open verse challenge for you right now on the show so you can get to hear what it sounds like. It's an open verse of her first single, Dizzy, which is a really, really sweet ballad that she's put out. And I'll say this, all right? Here at Break the Business, we have an inside track to Ella. We, we are in communication with her. We've been chatting with her. And so what I will say to you is if you participate in the open verse challenge, if you do a video, if you put something together and you send it to us, either at uh, at the BTB podcast, me at Ryan K-A-I-R, or uh, at breakthebusiness at gmail.com. And we'll go ahead and put those links there on the bottom of the screen. So you can send, if you send your video to either breakthebusiness at gmail.com or to me on Twitter at Ryan K-A-I-R or at the BTB podcast, I will guarantee you that we will put that video right in front of Ella's eyes. Uh, Scouts honor, she will see it, because I imagine a lot of people are going to do this challenge. I'm telling you, you, if you submit it through our podcast, we will give your video the inside track to Ella, because as you'll see in this video, the caption says, her favorite video, the one that she picks, is going to win a special prize. We don't know what the special prize is, but I can assure you if it involves the Travoltas, it's going to be something very, very cool. And so, and and if for no other reason that like getting to work with Ella Travolta on something where you're collaborating with her on this video could be a cool thing for you. So we're opening that up to anybody. Anybody who sends us their Ella video, we'll make sure it gets right to Ella. Zach, can we get you interested in this? I want to see you collaborate with her. Yeah, I mean, I think a, kind of a hallmark of my musical career the past you know 20 odd years I've been doing this, right, is if when a door opens, walk through it. And this is a this is a pretty easy door to walk through, right? Like here's my deal i have i had a tiktok i forgot i had a tiktok uh I go about this i uh i got on it I'm, I'm gonna have to figure out how to use tiktok and figure out how to do this stuff you probably have to remember your password first no uh google got me we're good uh <laughs> so but like my point being is like this is doable, I think, even for people like me who TikTok's not their preferred medium. I'm a Twitter dude, even though I'm not on social media a whole lot anymore. But this is such a cool opportunity that, of I mean, of course I got to do it. Yes! I, I haven't done a, uh, a contest like this since I submitted a song for the Break, a Break the Business Prize, which I got second place, by the way. Woo! But, uh, you know, this is back before I was a co-host. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah, these things are just fun. And if you if you look at it as, as an opportunity that... It worst like worst case scenario for people like me or anybody, you're gonna hone your skills as a writer or a collaborator, and that's a good thing. So, I'm going to do it. All right, let's get let's see if we can get other people excited about this. We're gonna play the open verse challenge. Her her video straight from TikTok, so you all can see it and hear it, and maybe it'll get those creative juices flowing. Lauren, can you put up the video for us? It's okay. If your heart breaks for the right cause And oh, when you say goodbye to go Live your life, that's alright
this is where you would fill in your verse. go that that's like tell me that doesn't inspire creativity within you zach that's dude she's incredible right <laughs> like that man hey that's a cool that's a, a cool song that she's got going there um yeah that is a very ins inspiration and that's like hits right at the heart like i've never been much for like love songs but i have always been like a uh you know, full of vinegar kind of guy. And that is like such a happy medium with those lyrics that she sets <laughs> up with the, like the ballad kind of vibe. I'm going to do something with, do something fun with that. That's cool. Very she's, cool. Dude, she is wild. I had, yeah. I have never heard her before until now. She's dope. It's, it's a great, great track. And uh, believe me when I tell you, there's plenty more where that came from. Like she's, she's a really gifted songwriter and has just a wonderful, wonderful voice. So, but you know, let you know, for you all you creators out there, I want you to get in on the ground floor of Ella Travolta. We're serious. If you send us the videos, we'll make sure it gets right to the front of her eyes, and she'll and she'll get she'll definitely check out your videos. Top priority, okay? So again, you can send them to breakthebusiness at gmail .com or at Ryan K A I R on Twitter. I, I want to see you guys get the chance to uh, you know blow away Ella Travolta. All right. Let's take a quick, quick break around here, and then we're going to bring on JT Daly. Don't go anywhere. We got so much fun to be had here on Break the Business. Ryan Carella here. I hope you're enjoying the show, and I hope that you're getting a lot out of it. I do what I do because I care about creators like you. A lot. I've dedicated my career to helping creative professionals, entrepreneurs, and organizations move forward. I do it by hosting this program, and I'm also proud to do it in my legal practice. If you're a creative professional looking for solutions-oriented legal services to help you further your goals, I'd love to help. My firm, RKPA, does contracts, commercial law, copyright, trademark, and more. Visit rkpalaw.com to learn more. That's rkpalaw.com. Ryan A. Carella, PA, Miami, Florida. Streaming services for Break the Business provided by L.E.K. Entertainment. L.E.K. Entertainment is a full-service entertainment company offering everything from consultations to full-scale events and productions, including audio and video productions, voiceovers, staged theatrical productions, script and music development, and streaming services. For more information, visit lekentertainment.com. L.E.K. Entertainment wants to help you bring your story to life. Thanks for supporting Break the Business. If you have a question or topic that you want us to discuss, email us at breakthebusiness at gmail.com. You can follow the host, that's me, on Twitter at Ryan K-A-I-R, and you can follow the show at The BTB Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook, and on all major podcast platforms. And now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Break the Business. You can find us on live streaming platforms, all major podcast platforms, and on SiriusXM 145, wherever you're checking us out. 
We are thrilled to have you. Let's go ahead and bring out our guest this week. He is a Grammy-nominated musician, visual artist, songwriter, and producer who recently co-wrote the Benson Boone current hit single, Ghost Town, and has composed original scores for the ESPN 30 for 30 series. Recently, our guest collaborated with the Dan Lebitard Show with Stugat Sports Podcast to create The Big Game, an audio musical production about the Super Bowl featuring the vocals of the hosts and producers of the Lebitard program. The Big Game will be released on all major streaming services on March 10th, and you can find out more about our guest's work by visiting www.jtdailymusic.com. We are thrilled to welcome JT Daly on to Break the Business. Hello, JT. Hello. Thank you for having me, Ryan. Thrilled to have you. We've interviewed close to 200-some-odd guests on Break the Business, and every single one of them I have admired them for what they accomplished professionally. And I feel like I can talk to them just sort of intellectually, like one professional in the industry to another. But I feel like for the first time in a long time, like I'm talking to somebody where like, I'm really close to the project they worked on as a fan. So you should know JT, the Dan Levitard show is my favorite sports podcast. I'm from Miami, Florida. Dan Levitard is, you know, one of the big people down here. It's like him and Pitbull right next to each other on the totem pole. And uh, for the Levitard fans, you can know, I very much get the show, as we say. And, uh, and, and I know you're a fan of it as well. Oh, yeah. And so as I was talking about in the first segment of the show, you recently got the opportunity to work with the Levitard show on creating an audio musical. The hosts of that show wanted to do an audio musical about the Super Bowl. None of them are professional singers or musicians or anything like that, but they called you to help them out, and you wound up creating this really amazing special project. I want to start at the beginning here. How did you get involved with this? Take us to that first phone call. Man, um, well, it, you know, there's one small step before the phone call even. When I found out that Metal Arc had started, I I called up my manager and was just like, I... So Metal Arc is the parent company for the, yes. that, the, that the people from Levitard started their own independent company to do these uh, podcasts. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And, and so they had split off from ESPN at the time. And I saw the people that they were surrounding themselves with. And I called my manager and I was just like, I don't know how, but I want to be around these people. Like, I don't know what it would take. I don't know if they ever would need me for anything, but I... I had actually been in a business meeting like a couple years before, and this person was like, you know, art is crazy to make when it collides with commerce. And if there's any lesson I've learned, it's that I want to be, you know, spend more time and work more around the people that I respect. And I remember that kind of just hit me, and I made a mental note, like, I need to attempt to do this more. And this was, you know, uh, an example of that. I just told Mac, my manager, uh, you know, I don't know how, but let's put my name out there. Um, I just love all of these humans. Um, and then I get a phone call from Mac. I was probably a year later, and he was just like, hey, they actually might be needing something. <laughs> a musical on a Super Bowl is what I heard, and I don't know like how long it would take. And I'm thinking, at this point, it's like December. You know, like, how are we going to write a musical on a Super Bowl? That's you know, I mean, like two months. <laughs> exactly. And it's, it. you know, uh, I have one friend in particular that had just actually finished a musical that, that's doing well. And I feel like he was working on it for years. 
So I don't know the the time versus you know what needs to be accomplished uh, equals are we proud of it? I'm not even sure this is a possibility, but you know I'll cross that bridge when when we get there. And sure enough, Mike called me, and my exact quote to him was, "I know that I should say no, but I'm going to say yes." <laughs> and that was how I I got into it. Um, I will say one of my first conversations with him though was you know maybe it's not just the Super Bowl maybe it's the entire NFL season so that it's not so much just around this one game and we don't have to make so much content content out of just this one experience we can bring in so much more of a story arc and also give everyone a reason to listen to it rather than you know you know I'm from I'm a suffering Cleveland Browns fan so you know if I'm sorry to hear that Exactly. And even me as a massive Levitard fan, if, if I knew that they were making a musical and it was just on the Super Bowl, I think I would be kind of like, well, I mean, it doesn't really even involve my team or any other storylines. It's just this one game. Uh, and Mike loved it. And we kind of just set up time. Well, we did. We just set up. He, he was like, come out here February 2nd. And I just want you to come into our studios and just sort of see how everything works, feed off that energy, and we'll just write a musical. And I just said yes. And you, it's still, I'm still for real shocked that, you it, said, that it worked. Yeah. And you said yes, not really knowing what that was going to entail, not knowing what the end date was for this. You just wanted to work with, as you noted, this amazing group of humans so badly that you were saying yes before you actually read what the terms were. I dig that yeah. about you. That's very cool. As you noted, JT, a musical typically takes years to put together. Uh, something like yeah. Hamilton, that was years in the process. How long did it take for you to make the big game with the Levitard crew? I turned it in in exactly 28 days because, <laughs> yeah, the shortest month of the year. I, I, I told my because I'm a I'm I don't want to say I'm allowed a one passion project a year, but I I am kind of you know the the way that I have worked as uh, I I guess a creative in in the industry is I tend to just sort of for better or for worse, pour my soul into whatever I'm working on at a time. And my team, you know, the people that I've surrounded myself with, I've encouraged them like, hey, like step in if, if you feel like I'm doing too much here or, you know, or working on the wrong project. Like I need someone to kind of, you know, pull back on the reins a bit to be like, hey, uh, you need to pay your bills next month. And I don't – I hate thinking about money. I, it's my yeah. least favorite part about this industry. I tend to make my best work when I'm not thinking about money at all. I'm just who am I working with? What are we trying to say, period? You know, That's what I love to focus on. It sounds like that's the biggest motivator for you. When you are yeah. – when you're deciding yes or no on a project, even before maybe the content or anything else, it's who do I get to work with? Who are the humans involved? Yeah. Absolutely. And, and that's, that's why my management knew, like, you're going to say yes to this. We know for a fact you're going to do this. And um, they, that was my, you know, air quotes, passion project this year. So they were fine with it, but I had one month. I, <laughs> I, I finished my sessions at this studio in Nashville, Tennessee, and I packed up 
uh, some instruments and some monitors and a travel rig. And I drove to Miami the next day and I finished in Miami and drove to Nashville the next day. And, and that very next day I had not only an interview with the Levitard show, but a session. That was my <laughs> first day back. Um, and I was so tired. They don't even know this. I was so tired from exhaustion. I was vomiting that day. I was like, I, I was, and I have a nine month old daughter who wasn't sleeping some in Miami. Like I truly was sleep deprived and just kind of can't believe that, um, we, we pulled it off, but that's all the negative. There's so much positive. <laughs> There's so much positive that, that we can get into. Well, and you created something spectacular. Part of me wants to know about those 28 days and how yeah. it drove you, not just to vomiting, but drove you to create something so special. Can you talk about the recording process? All right. I, from what I remember reading, you actually recorded this at the Levitard studio. They didn't have like a professional music studio. So you were just stacking boxes on top of boxes to mute the sound out and just sort of bringing people in and out. And you were writing the musical as you were recording it, right? So even the writing of it happened in those 28 days. Take us oh, yeah. to the, take us there, take us to the Clevelander bar and that recording process. Yeah. Well, so I, February started, so I had two days to kind of prep. And we did, I did some drums in this room on, on that drum set to like all in, take me there. Um, back in my day, uh, geez. And then I, I created just a whole bunch of samples in this room because it's vaulted ceilings and whatnot. I tried to grab as many like real sounds as I could. And I packed up and I got to the Levitard studio at the Clevelander. And yeah, the, the first day I didn't have the cardboard walls up yet. And Amin and Juju and some other people were directly behind me. So, you know, if I'm sitting here, the couch on the Levitard show is directly behind me in, in the other room where they're having the handheld mic. And <laughs> I am trying to work in headphones. And for any like music nerds out there, I use open back headphones because they're the best to, to work on. But I can't do that in, in those studios because all the sound leaks out. So I can't work. So I had to use um, like old school, like iPhone headphones. Oh, like the earbuds on. with the cable yes. coming out? Wow. So I'm <laughs> okay. using cabled uh, Apple headphones, and then sometimes I'm putting my other headphones on top to try and block out the noise. <laughs> and I'm just cranking it. It's freezing in there. They, they talk about how cold it is in there. It is offensively cold in there. Um, I got sick the first weekend because of how cold <laughs> it was in there. So I'm like bundled up. I have you know, a hoodie on, pulled up iPod headphones or Apple, you know, iPhone headphones, iPod headphones. Um, but yeah, you get it. And I had my microphone, my guitars, a saxophone, um, a soprano saxophone there and a keyboard. And basically I was just, yeah, like you were saying, like it, it started with Mike and I sort of writing a story arc on the wall in front of me. Like, here are all the pieces we have to connect these dots. And I want to say, man, I mean, we had Take Me There written. I wrote All In Next. I had Back in My Day as a voice memo on my phone. I had, like, the melody. <laughs> I knew how it was going to go. I had um, Discordant Harmony. I had pitched that. St Stu Gatza's song, I had pitched that to Mike. And at the time, 
he was like, man, I, I don't know if just saying the Jets over and over is going to work. I feel like we can have more stuff. And I'm like, you're totally right. Totally right. And then we did a Stugatz vocal session. And it was like a train crashing into a plane, into a car. It was so bad. And I, I think that's when we knew maybe the Jets is our best option. He just says one word over and over again. Um I mean, I think it, you really did get the best performance, I think, out of that particular person. It was amazing. For, for those of you who don't listen to the Levitard show, Stu Gotts, who's the, the co-host with Dan, is, you know, lovely and wonderful. And, I, and he's my, one of my favorite people on the show. Not even close to being a gifted singer, but a no, great no. character, we can agree. Right, JT? And, that, and, well, and, and like you can yeah. you can make a living in Broadway that way. Like you don't have to be like the pitch perfect vocalist if you're a great character. And so, yeah, in this song that he's talking about, like, there, there's not a lot of creative vocals or everything. It's just him as a Jets fan uh, talking about how sad he is that he's a Jets fan. And it's just him screaming the Jets over and over. But it has this, like, Stanley from Streetcar Named Desire thing to it where you're yes. just, like, so much screaming and passion. And so the character comes out of it, but then you had to sort of make that work with the vocal yeah. limitations that he was giving you. Yeah, and I think the character of this whole situation is why, the, you know, whole situation being this show, is why it, it never, it never really, you know, scared me too much to to take this on, because really it's like if if you view that show as a band, the sum is greater than the individual parts. Everyone does their thing. And so it works together as as a unit. And then you dissect that, and it's something that is an audio medium. These people are known for their voices. Now, granted, it's not singing on pitch, but they are known for the timbre of their voices. And I knew that if I wrote vocal lines, because I'm very familiar with that show, that would align with their personality slash voice timbre, it would work. Like I knew that Billy would be like here we go i know i knew that he would sing that because there's a there's a bit that he does you know which one will we choose which one will we choose <laughs> yes. the the color song the favorite color uh, bit yeah 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 and i've i've heard all of these people do a, a their bits so i was able to sort of write songs around those those moments and then it was just how good am i at tuning and or how many takes can i give them um and Stu, you know, Stu Gotts going back to that song, it really wasn't that hard w once we figured out that's what we were going to do. It was more just, you know, like as the track is going, coaching him, being, you know, so the track is rolling in my <laughs> Apple headphone, one ear is dangling out, and he's next to me with real headphones on, and Mike is, you know, right next to me here, and we're being like, say like, the Jets, and he'd be like, the Jets, and you know, he, he'd say it back to us, and it was great. Honestly, the biggest note of the whole thing, the Jets, you know, when he hits that huge note, he actually hit that one note. The only thing I had to tune was the next one where he goes higher. Um, so he he was great. Every, everyone, their voices, it translates, and I have worked with some great singers where we have to go through multiple microphones, you know, multiple rooms to get the vibe right, sitting down, standing up. And just because they can sing on pitch doesn't mean that it translates. And it yeah. was the pitch 
yeah, it really sucked having to tune a lot of that. And it really, <laughs> it was a lot of work writing songs that would be not only catchy, but they could sing. Like I had to lower a lot of the keys because I knew like, you know, no one's going to be able to sing all in, you know, say it louder from the back of every bar. It has to be like just in almost your talking voice. And so I had to, you know, write these songs to fit these singers. And yeah, that sucked. But but the voices, it was really easy in, in, in that sense where, you know, Roy comes in and it's just like one take. You know, Roy is another guy. I, sh I should speak more like, you know, your listeners might not be as familiar with the show. Roy is obviously another voice on, on that show. A very deep baritone, you know, sultry yeah. is, is I like to tease him for. And we kind of felt like Roy just was going to be like, sure, I'll show up and do my thing. But he crushed it. He was so good. Um, and everyone was in such great spirits, or at least, you know, I was I was a guest, so they probably just you know, put on their game face for me and made that me feel like they were in great spirits about it. But, you know, it would have been a very different scenario if people were coming in just like, man, I, I got to go. You know, what are yeah. we, what's going on here? But everyone was coming in just, you know, appropriately nervous about like, what in the world are you guys doing? And learn their vocal lines and sang them immediately. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm still just shocked. Nothing could have gone wrong. There was room for zero hiccups. Right. Um, and it was pretty much like the song I wrote that day was the song that was in the musical. It wasn't like I was writing multiple songs and we're like, pick the best. That's, there, was, um, there, there, there was not much in the way of a cutting room floor here. Like everything, no. we, we had to use every part of the buffalo. <laughs> well, yes. And I mean, there's, there, I think the goat, the, the song Goat on that was written in maybe like two hours and tracked. And, and I mean, that's written and recorded. I had like a two hour window and I just played it real quick. I recorded it and I pressed spacebar and sh shared it with Mike. And he was like, wow, love it. Next, you know? <laughs> um, so yeah, it was, I'm, st I'm st still just shocked it works. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait for more people to hear it. So the, for, for those of you who want to check this out, we have, uh, you know, you, you can check it out right now on the Levitard podcast feed. It's under the big game is the track title. But you can also do a, uh, you, but you can also check it out on all the streaming services uh, starting on March 10th. You can, you know, listen to it as you would listen to anything else on Spotify or Apple Music. So there's lots of ways to check this out. And I'm not lying when I say that even though JT's not working with professional singers, this is an epic special production and the songs will get stuck in your head and you definitely want to check it out. For the folks who are listening who are Levitard fans and have made their way to listening to this program this week because those fans are very sticky and they travel well and they'll find oh, yeah. anything that yeah. anybody on Levitard's involved with. Can you share any interesting facts about the Levitard crew or about mm. working at the Clevelander that they might not know about? I mean, this might not be that exciting, but it's the, it's what I thought of immediately, and it's still the, and it's the thing I talk about the most. I was so blown away that they that they show up, they record their segment, and it, they just upload it. <laughs> I would have assumed that there was um, for how good the show is, and maybe it's maybe this is normal, but I would have assumed that. There would have been some rehearsing 
that there would be like a lengthy discussion before they start. Like we have these topics, Billy, you should chime in right here and say that you hate this idea and Stugatz, you're going to end it today like this. But what I witnessed was improv art. Um, wow. It It is truly, they sit down and when I mean they sit down, it's like people are walking in and sitting down while it's already starting. And Mike is just, off to the races or you know well then it was mike you know because he was still the the main producer and they they pick a topic they just start rolling and it becomes it be, the magic really happens when it get when it kind of goes off the rails a little just like every uh piece of art that withstands the test of time that we all love almost you know like a like a jazz musician soloing or you know, just someone hitting their stride and sitting down and, you know, writing, uh, the, the, you know, their favorite song. It's they it it's, was so impressive to me that there wasn't any editing, that they weren't like, all right, let's go back and do that segment again. We can do that better. What you hear is people at the absolute top of their game. And, and that's for, you know, Levitar fans and for people that are wondering about that show, you know, why you and I are so obsessed with it is I I just don't know of many other things truly on this planet that um, entertain me, take my mind off of this world and yet still bring it back and ask me really hard questions and challenge me and I feel like it's um yeah it's like a refuge but it also challenges me as a human and it's so rare that those two things can coexist it's yeah. almost Im impossible in in my opinion and they have done that for a decade it's a um, really special program and it's only gotten more special to me once it left ESPN and became completely independent because this show break the business is a celebration of independent creators yeah. And I am just in love with what that group has done since they've left ESPN, started Meadowlark, and have the freedom, now that they're independent, to take all the big creative swings that they want, to do things that nobody else in sports media is doing, including making a musical. And that's something they would have yeah. never been able to do. I can only imagine the miles of red tape they would have had to have gone through to get that approved if they were still at ESPN. Completely impossible. Absolutely impossible. <laughs> it, it, And it... It's like all great, you know, art in whatever medium it is, it demands your attention and it keeps you guessing. And the fact that Dan Levitard, you know, would just be like, yeah, we're going to do a musical now. None of us sing, um, <laughs> which isn't entirely true. Like Mike can can hold, you know, a tune. Jess is Mike's great. a great singer. Jess is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Roy actually crushed it. Billy was what Billy was decent. Everyone was decent. That's the thing besides Stu. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, no one, you know, that could have bombed so bad. And I, I'm just so impressed with, um, that amount of courage. It just, it's such a testament to, to what they're doing over there. Um, let, let me ask you this now. And I, 
only because only I'm curious, and I know our producer's curious because she sent me a note to want to ask this question. I know it's the last thing that you want to think about because yeah. this project killed you and it killed mm-hmm. Mike Ryan. Is yeah. there any thought? Is there any discussion? Or is there at least the discussion of a discussion of possibly doing a project like this again with Levitard for like another Super Bowl or for the NBA yeah, playoffs? Yeah. Is that happening at all? I don't know. I, 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 I really have no idea. Um, I think that everyone was, was pretty taken back by um, how well this was received. Because you and I both know, like, th- this fan base is frightening. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, there is – they will let you know when they don't like something. And I'm really happy that I didn't think about that, um, you know, so much while we were making it. I did consider – you know, a, a huge part of my job as a producer is to consider the audience. But it's weird. You you know, I have to like really think about it and then I have to completely forget about it while I'm actually making the art. Because I feel like sometimes if you make art just for your audience, it, it rarely works. Um, it needs to be real to you. And I was just really trying to serve that show. I was really trying to add as many Easter eggs as I could in the recordings. I was really trying to lean into the characters and write songs around those people. Um, so we were all very taken back. I, I received calls from everyone from Dan to Skipper has reached out, you know, who is, you know, the, the, the CEO or, or yeah, you CEO know, I guess large, former president at ESPN. Yeah. 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 Everyone has been so kind. Um, I think that it would, you know, probably work. Um, but I know that, we would have to raise the bar in some way, you know, um, because that's that would make it exciting for me. Like, wh- where do we go from here? I, I wouldn't want to just make it, you know, this the same thing every time. This was so special. Yeah. Um, like e- even I can acknowledge like I, I go back. I have listened to it since. And I've just been like, man, that's like that's the dream scenario that that you're in something and you're just kind of outside of yourself making it and it's just working and you set it free and it works. Um, so I I mean, I would I would be really interested, but I, I feel like we all would would want to know where do we go next in a good way and another yeah. testament to the show, because I feel like they would be asking the same question. Where where do we go next? We've done this. How do we keep pushing the envelope? How do we keep people guessing? Um, and there's a multitude of, of things we could do. Yeah. Yeah. And so, okay. So it's fair to say, like, you can't say one way or another whether this project's going to happen again. But if you get the phone call from them again, it's going to be hard for you to say no. Yeah. I mean, I, I was very open with them when, when I did this job. You know, I'm, I'm here because I want to work with you guys. Yeah. You know, and I don't know. How again, you know, I don't, I never would have predicted a musical, you know, <laughs> but, but, um, those are people that I want to be around and that it's, it's a really wild time to exist on this planet, you know, and more and more I want to be around people that I respect. The album is called The Big Game. You can check it out on streaming services starting March 10th, or if you just can't wait and you're listening to it now. 
listening to this now and it's not out yet, you can go to the Dan Lebitard Show with Stu Gotts podcast feed and you can find the big game there. All is one track, just all of them back to back. But I strongly recommend that you check it out. Even if you're not a sports fan, if you're just a music person, you're going to enjoy this. They bring in a lot of different genres. Like you get one song that kind of sounds like a Ben Fold song. Another one, you get like a little bit of a killer's feel to it. Uh, Greg Cody's got a little big band thing going, which is fun. Like it's it's really a, a fun, creative project. And like my favorite track, which is the last track, the big game reprise is epic. Just that is the only adjective that I think is appropriate there. Thank you. It's it's really, really fun to check out. And I, I, uh, I encourage you to check it out if for no other reason that it is a wonderful example of what can happen when independent creators have the freedom to do amazing things together. And of course, check out our friend JT Daly's work at jtdailymusic.com because when you're not making podcasts or not making yeah. musicals for sports radio podcasts, you're writing songs with a lot of the biggest names in music. You're you're making a lot of your own albums. You're producing great tracks. And I want people to fall in love with the other amazing projects that you're doing on a daily basis. JT, it has been a treat, my friend. And please don't be a stranger. Before we let you go, one last yeah. question that we ask all the guests who come on this program. Do you have any last tips for the indie creators out there to help them move their careers forward? Yeah, um, I I am as blue collar as it gets. I every single thing I do was because I couldn't afford to hire a professional, so I taught myself. I've never waited for anyone. When I had an indie band. And we were disappointed that we didn't get like the indie record deal that we wanted. We taught, you know, I taught myself how to do everything possible and we produced it. We engineered it. We mixed it ourselves. We packaged it ourselves. I made all the art for it. We made our own music videos and then we got a major label record deal. And then we immediately wanted an indie deal after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? But my point is, it's just like every, everything you see, I have self-taught. I have guitars here and I started playing the guitar because the guitar player in our band quit. And we were just like, well, we don't really have enough money to hire a full-time other person. And I was like, I'm just going to start playing. You know, um, and I'm not saying that you, you know, that everyone needs to, you know, have, you know, sometimes the, the, you might just feel like the talent isn't there, but, but just waiting is something that uh, I feel like holds back a lot of, of artists, assuming that like tomorrow something's going to happen. Like I'm going to meet the right person or, you know, I'm going to, this deal is going to come through, fill in the blank. I've just never waited. I've just always um, figured it out. And I, 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 maybe that sounds, I'm realizing maybe that doesn't sound as good as I, as I hoped it would, but I, I really mean for that to be encouraging. Like I, I just think we, we are capable in restraint. Great art can be made. And um, I just encourage everyone to just, today's the day. This musical is a great example of that, right? Restraint, breeding, creativity. You see it all Absolutely. the time in music. So um, I'm grateful for you, for you, to you for bringing that up. Again, you can check out our guest work at jtdailymusic.com. JT, we ask that you stay by your phone because it's only a matter of time before we do the Break the Business musical. And we'd very oh, much love yeah. your help with it. 
You should know that we have a lot of co-hosts on this program who are either either have musical theater training or are professional musicians. Me, I'm more of the Stu Gotts of your group, but I'm sure you can get a great performance out of me, too. And we'd love to have you work with us. But in all seriousness, uh, please don't be a stranger. We'd love to have you on again whenever you want, because this has been a real blast. Yeah, thank you so much, Ryan. Yeah, thank you. That was JT Daily, everybody. You can find out more about our guest's work by visiting www.jtdailymusic.com. Ryan Carella here with Zach Sloan. Zach, uh, what would you think of that? One producer to another? Uh, did he speak to you there? Was that cool for you? Yeah. Um, he said a lot of things that are, that are very interesting. I totally resonate with, like, the, oh, I'm just going to learn how to do it myself because that's I'm entirely self-taught as a producer and – uh, as an engineer and mixing and mastering and you know uh, all those things, but I, the the easy one thing I wanted I wanted to point out that he said that sort of flew by. It's obvious to see like the dude has a work ethic. The guy is talented. He he pulled the best out of people. And by the way, that's what good producers do is they pull the best out of people. One thing he said that I, I wish more people would pay attention to is at one point he says, "It's your job to think about the audience and then immediately forget it." Wow. Because if you just count, c- cater to the audience, they're probably not going to like it. And I, I, I've worked with a lot of artists who they forget that. They're like, well, I want to make sure that my fans like this. And it's like, no, your fans liked your first record before they knew who you were. And that's how you build a fan base. And so if you start catering to that, you're no longer what they liked. And that's a dude who gets it. Um, I was really impressed. His the the thought process he described is exactly what I would have gone through. I would have been like, oh, my God, I can't do this. I'm going to go ahead and do it. Um, <laughs> he, that, that was really cool. That was super cool. I was very interested in listening to every single word that guy had to say. And by the way, I he's was in the band the Paper Route. They're amazing. You should yeah, all pa- listen to that band. Paper Route's great. I was interested in what he said in the beginning about what, what draws him into a project, which excites him about the project, is not the content, is not even the outcome. Mm-hmm. It's who do I get to work with? And... You know, the who are my collaborators? And that seems to be to be like his main barometer as to whether or not he's going to take on a project. And that's what drove him to take this one on, even though he didn't know how he was going to make a musical in 30 days, how he was going to be able to work with people who are not professional singers and get great performances out of them. It was enough for him that he wanted to work with them and he trusted in himself that he was going to figure out the rest later. How can you not love that? So here's what we're going to do here to close things out, Zach. I'll let everybody know that next week our guest is Ava Cave, terrific singer-songwriter. You guys are really going to love that interview. And what what I want to do to close the show out here, Zach, is uh, JT was doing such a nice job of kind of getting people excited about this project. And when we signed off with him, uh, he did tell us before the interview that we are welcome to play a song of our choice from the big game. So what I want to do is after we sign off here, Lauren... Can you cue up All In? I think All In's probably my favorite one from this musical. And again, every track's a banger, so it's like trying to choose between your children. But I think that's the one I want to pick. We'll play All In for the closing piece of this show, and then we'll go right to the outro. So um, any parting thoughts about anything that uh, JT said there? We got about eh, 60 seconds or so. That guy is amazing. I'm going to be listening to anything he puts out in the future because that's talent. I, I can't wait to hear more from this dude. Yeah, likewise, and it's just great to see great creators like JT work with amazing creators like everybody at the Dan Lebetard Show and just getting to see what happens when independent creators have the freedom to do incredible things. How can you not be inspired by that? And hopefully you're also inspired in our first segment to uh, send us a video of you 
doing the open verse challenge with Ella Blue Travolta. I think you're going to love that one as well. All right. Uh, our thanks, my thanks to you, Zach. Thanks to JT Daly. Thanks to producer Lauren for always doing a fantastic job for us. We are closing out with All In from the Big Game Dan Levitard musical. Thanks for checking out Break the Business. We will see you next week. in I'm a fan of the Jets I'm I'm a fan of the Jets <laughs>